to season two of the podcast for the league. We are three weeks behind, but we're going to start it off here. Um, Matt's in the studio with me. How are you guys doing? Yeah, not the reigning champ anymore, but Kristen's the reigning champ, but she does not have the trophy, unfortunately. All right, so we're going to start off with the pre-draft trades that went down before the draft. So the first trade that went down was Frank getting the first overall pick from Chris and Chris receiving George Kittle as a 12th round keeper and moving back into Frank's first round pick. I think that's a great trade for Chris. You got Kittle and Fournette. Both have been decent. Yes. But then again, Frank has Zeke and yes, Frank he's starting Zeke. to Zeke starting to come alive. Well, that's the thing is that first round pick when he did that trade, it was Julio Jones. Zeke was maybe kept by Brian. No one knew. So at that point, that first overall pick had a lot of question marks. And Chris was like, you know what? I get a top three tight end, which that position was already scarce with you keeping one. So there was only really two good ones left going into the draft. So Chris locked up one in the 12th round. So that's good. I like that trade for him. That was good. Then John and Adam made a trade. John got... Tyler Lockett and Adam's 18th round pick, which is a throw-in pick, and Adam got John's 7th round pick. What do you think about that trade? Uh, it ended up, I think John's doing well with that trade. Tyler Lockett has been a stud early on. He's been posting pretty consistent numbers. I think he might be a top 10 without looking at the numbers so far. At least top 20 wide receiver. Yeah, that trade at first was kind of like a weird, like, you know, why is he doing that? Um, we didn't really know um, how that was going to work out. and We didn't think it was that big of a trade. But, hey, it, it worked out for him. He got, you know, Tyler Lockett, who's been playing pretty well. And Adam in that pick ended up picking Austin Eckler, which so far this season has turned out to be pretty good. But Melvin Gordon is returning back. To the team now, so who knows if he's even going to be that great of a player now. Definitely not going to be as good as he was, but um, we'll see going forward. But I think John definitely won that trade as of right now. But we'll see going forward how Echo does with Gordon back. So we're going to go into our best and worst picks of the draft. Me and Matt are just going to, you know, obviously aside from the uh, Antonio Brown pick. We're going to... Exclude Brian's yeah. first round pick, Antonio Brown. We made we made an agreement that we can't pick rapists <laughs> for our choices here. So or gen- or so, general nutcases. Yeah. So Brown and Big Ben are both out. We can't choose either of them. So my best pick of the draft, as of right now, going forward, I would say is probably Lamar Jackson. Brian got him in the 14th round. It's like a Mahomes of last year, you know, late-round quarterback who we can keep next year, and he's putting up insane numbers so far. Um, and for being that late in the draft, Brian picking Antonio Brown first overall, Lamar Jackson's kind of helping him out here um, for well, sure. For me, my best pick, staying in the quarterback rounds, will go to Billy Mallon with taking Mr. Reliable Tom Brady. He's been putting up solid numbers. And can't really pass up Brady. Yeah, that's that. Brady's dropped so far; it's unreal. Like he was usually round. like 
fourth, fifth round for our league. Now he's just washed up, but still beating the Jets. So he's at least <laughs> looking quick. He was at least number quarterback fourteen or fifteen off the board. Yeah, so that was a good pick by Billy. One of few. Um, and who is who is your worst pick so far this draft? So my worst pick, and just because he hasn't really done much, I'm gonna go John taking Robbie Anderson in the fourth round. We all had high hopes for the Jets, but with Sam Darnold getting the kissy disease, mono unreal. <laughs> all the Jets. Offense in general has been severely limited. Yeah. Uh, my worst pick's going to be – it's going to be a kind of a two-parter here. Um, Franklin traded up. What happened was a quarterback got drafted. He panicked. He's like, I need to trade up and get this guy because he will not be here. He trades up and gets his boy Aaron Rodgers. Now, the reason why this is – Aaron Rodgers is playing great. And the reason why this is a bad pick – because Frank traded up for this guy and has played him once in four weeks. So my thing is, you're trading up for this guy in the fifth round. He's your number one quarterback. You don't elite even quarterback. Dra- elite quarterback. You don't even draft another one, and you don't even play him. So that for me, that's if you can't even play your fifth round pick, who's the first one at that position that you selected, then that's a bad pick for me. That's a waste of a pick. You could have took somebody else at that spot. If you're going to play Dak Prescott all season. But that's just me. Dak Prescott, who went undrafted. Undrafted. And speaking of undrafted, we will segue into the uh, auction report after week one. There were six pickups. um, The highest one being Hollywood Brown. Frank drops $18 on Hollywood Brown. Um... After that big three-catch game for two touchdowns and uh, dropped $18. And the only other person that put money on him. Actually, no, there was yeah, only one other person put money on him, and that was Adam put $3. So Frank outbid him by about 15 bucks and uh, locked in actually, yeah, and, and locked in and dropped Miles Boykin. So that actually, I think, as of right now, worked out pretty well because I don't think Miles Boykin is even playing anymore. No, he's not. So... Good job, Frank, on that one. $18. You got Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown. Now, the second highest bid was Mark Andrews, who went to Adam for $18. And uh, he was a popular one. Um, $18 he bid on him. Um, Kristen bid $10. I bid 5 And I was obviously way off there, so... What do you think about Adam getting I Mark think Andrews? The, this one was definitely worth it, Mark Andrews. <coughs> he seems to be one of Lamar Jackson's early season favorites when he's targeting players. Yeah, it's kind of insane that after week one, the top two waiver wire pickups are both Ravens. Go figure. <laughs> Third highest uh, waiver, um, auction claim here was for Malcolm Brown. Um, on the Rams, he went for $16 to Adam as well, and uh, nobody else put a bid on him, so you could have got him a little cheaper than 16 bucks. but hey, you dropped Daryl Henderson, picked up Malcolm Brown, traded, swapped back. Just, just swapping out those Todd Gurley backups. <coughs> yep, swapping them out, and uh, yeah, nothing, nothing really, I mean, he's been playing pretty well, right, Malcolm Brown? 
So he's definitely better than Daryl Henderson, that's for sure. So uh, that was a good pickup there. Uh, the fourth one was John Ross. Frank picked him up for $15 with A.J. Green out. Um, and Cincinnati losing every game and in garbage time throwing the ball a lot. Uh, he's number one, two, number two wide receiver right now. He's number two in a pass-heavy offense, so $15 on that, and he's going to be good until eight, at least A.J. comes back. And he still produced a little bit last year, even with A.J. there. Um, but that's, no one else put a bid on him. Um, I picked up Chris Thompson for $4 and dropped Peyton Barber. And uh, Peyton Barber then proceeded to have the best game of his life the next week. Seems like a track record with me. You'll, you'll see going forward as this goes on that more of my guys after I drop them go off. Um, but Chris Thompson, PPR back, um, depth on the bench. Peyton Barber sucks, so figured that was smart. And then Matt putting in the uh, Swifty $1 on the Panthers defense to make sure no one else got him. And, uh, Which has been working out well for me. <coughs> the streamlining defense is working. For uh, tight end, tight end. All right, so did we do the scores for week one? We did no, not. No. All right, so we're going to go to the scoreboard on week one. So week one, the top score of the week went to Kristen with 184.1 points and getting 43 from McCaffrey. McCaffrey starting right where he left off, um, one of the top running backs last year, and then not disappointing and dropping 43 Week one to also, give him to give Kristen a fifty point win. Also a big aided by the fourteen catch game by Jameson Crowder in week one in that <laughs> PPR league. <coughs> PPR monster. PPR monster Jameson Crowder providing another twenty four points. Yeah, Billy didn't really have a chance in that one going against the top score of the week. And we go to the lowest score of the week. And that was Frank. Uh, 97.4 points. Um, his top performer was Delaney Walker with a 22.5. His third best performer was his kicker, Will Lutz, with 15 points. Yes, that is pretty good there. If and, that happens, you know you're in for a bad week. And as you, his three top performers, Delaney Walker, Cortland Sutton, Will Lutz, I think we're missing some of his top picks there. Yeah, I think we are. I think we're missing his boy, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. But that, that would be why he picked up Dak Prescott. Uh, probably, but the biggest news in week one for him, which is why he scored 97 points, uh, his boy Tyreek Hill goes down, and he gets hurt, and it makes it worse because he had to play against Patty Mahomes in that week. So not only did his number one receiver go down, Mahomes dropped 35 on his head. And then the other, probably the closest matchup we had was between me and Brian. I eked out a 1.1 win. Thank you, Josh Jacobs scored 24.3 in his opening night debut and putting me over top with under about two minutes to play. Brian might be the first person to have someone on his team score 43 and a half points and lose. But we'll move on to week two. Um, we'll start with the recap from the score. So the top score in this week was Brian. So after losing to you by one point, he decided, you know what? I'm going to get the top score and guarantee a win here. Aided, aided heavily by New England's defense, putting up 47 points. 47 points in the, the defense. Against the Miami Dolphins. Brian tried to get defense taken out of the league, 
And we voted it down, and he made us pay, picking up New England's defense. And Lamar Jackson have another big week with 34.8. Back-to-back weeks, Brian had a 40-point score. He had to capitalize on one of those two weeks. Yeah. And then coming in the lowest score was his opponent, Kristen. After putting up the highest score the week before, puts up 91.7, lowest score so far this season. And uh, she had two zeros, one from Jimmy Graham and one from Deshaun Jackson. And McCaffrey played that Thursday night game and uh, only had about seven points. So that definitely, after having 42 going down to seven, that would be why. But I think even with a good game from McCaffrey, she still would have fell short having those two zeros. I mean, looking, I'm going to look, look at her team here and see if anybody else, maybe they could have played. Um, nah. Greg Olson had 17, but you know that, that's tough. That's tough to play them. Um, looking at Kristen's team, I see that you know Matt's going with the tight end, tight end look. Kristen's going with the tight end, tight end, tight end, tight end look. Four tight ends. You know it's going to be tough to start the right one every week. Um, so we'll go to the free agent auction report. For after week two, there were seven claims this week, and this one was a shopping spree. A big shopping spree. John brought out the Amex on this one. (laughs) His first pickup. Now, I don't know if he was hoping that he only got one of them, thinking that people would bid on them, but his first one, he gets DJ Chark for $42. There was other people. That put money on DJ Chark. Um, Kristen put $12. And Adam put 7 If you added them together, they'd be less than half of what John put down on that. So John, liking what uh, Gardner Minshew's doing over there in Jacksonville and putting almost half of his budget on DJ Chark. And when we get to the second player that he picked up, Demarcus Robinson from Kansas City... A whopping $41 on. This one was a little more reasonable of a bid because Shawnee actually put down 35 for him. Shawnee put 35 Frank put 24 Uh Brian put 7 Adam put 6 So he was a, a lot more of a popular pick there um, than that, Shark. That's that Tyreek Hill replacement speed guy. Yeah. He gets the week. He put up about 170 yards receiving and two touchdowns. Yeah, so he went for a big bucks. John dropping 83% of his budget on two receivers week two. Um, anybody goes down, we know John's not getting them now at this point. Um, so hopefully those two guys cash in for him. Tyreek Hill comes back to Marcus Robinson. It's probably going to be a waste of a roster spot. Um we, the third highest was Shoney picking up Raheem Mostert for uh, $25. Nobody else put a bid on him. Good job, Shoney. Way to lock that up. Um, and Shoney also put $8 in on Darwin Thompson. Uh, nobody else put in a bid on him. So he got a running back there in KC. I put $5 down on the 49ers defense. Which I think did nothing for me anyway, so that was a waste of five bucks. Uh, Adam picked up Nelson Aguilar for five dollars, and he's been—he's not catching babies. No, he's not catching babies. He's definitely not catching babies. So, and then B-Mal puts in the dollar bid on Peyton Barber. Like I said, I just dropped him the week prior, 
And he had his biggest week, so Billy's like, you know what? I'll put a buck on him. And got him. And he got him for a dollar. Good job by Billy. Yeah, good job, Billy. Way to pick up my scraps. Appreciate it. (laughs) All right, so let's move on to week three. The uh, top score was Brian again uh, with a 198.3. He had a huge week from Mike Evans with 45 points. Three weeks in a row, Brian's had a guy score over 40. I mean, that's pretty impressive. And by three different people. That is true. He also had 35.5 from Mark Ingram. And 24 from Evan Ingram, who's been really good this year. Um, he had, they were saying he's going to have an increased role, so that's that's huge for him to have locking in one of those tight ends. And he's arguably up there with Kittle and Ertz and Kelsey as one of those top tight ends. But week three was a big scoring week. Two other teams scored <coughs> scored 180 plus. Shawnee and Rob. Yeah, I had so three four, teams over 180. I had 43.6 from Keenan Allen, who I then traded to Frank. You're welcome, Frank. Um, so let's go to the free agent this week. There was eight pickups this week. So it's getting a little little heavier out here. So the highest one was uh, Brian picking up Wayne Gallman. Um, obviously, um, Saquon Barkley going down. Probably three. for at least... Six weeks. The high ankle sprain, which caused Billy to actually score the lowest amount of points last week. Barkley going down. That definitely hurts him. Um, you know, his his elite giant is now out. And you would think Billy would have dropped the house on Wayne Gallman. Just to lock up that giant backfield. But um, Billy doesn't seem to be very active on the uh, the bidding this week. I think Barkley went down and he's, he's probably crying in, in a cave somewhere or something. I don't know. Billy's Billy's in hiding right now, but Daniel Jones is wasn't picked up. Well, actually, he was. he was. He was picked up, not by Billy. Interesting. All right, so the top one was Wayne Gallman for twenty three dollars. I put a fifteen dollar bid on him. Um, Adam put seven. Adam put seven. Nobody else put a bid on him, and Brian won him for twenty three dollars. Uh, Frank puts in a $21 bid for Philip Dorsett. Who's been steadily producing. Yeah, he's been doing well with, with uh, in that New England offense. Um, and Chris actually put a $6 bid on him and did not get him. Sorry. Sorry, Chris. But Chris did pick up these next two guys, both white. So Chris is going back, <laughs> dropping two, two black guys, picking up two white ones. You know, he's leaving it out his uh, segregation on his team and, Will Disley for ten dollars. I don't dislike that. No, Will, Will Disley has been been playing well. Well, he's been Pine Tower Lock. He's probably been Russell Wilson's favorite receiver so far this season. Yeah, and Adam also tried to pick up Disley for three dollars. Adam's been pretty active on these uh, bids. You see him see his team name up here a lot. Um, yeah, so Chris got Will Disley for ten. I don't dislike it. He does have George Kittle, who's been a little disappointing. Maybe he's getting a little scared there. But maybe he does the tight end, tight end approach that Matt's doing. Becoming a trendsetter. Yeah. And then he picks up Cole Beasley for $8. Um, just probably a roster depth move there. Or, or he just wants a white receiver. We haven't really figured that one out yet. Um, Adam picks up the Duke quarterback, Daniel Jones, $6. The only person to put a bid on Daniel Jones this week. Yeah. He's the Duke athlete New York didn't want. We wanted Zion, and we got him instead. But uh, 
Yeah, six dollars. I don't mind that at all. He's actually, you know, gonna probably be pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind that at all. Uh, I picked up Tony Pollard for three dollars, um, just to handcuff Zeke. Um, Adam picked up the Ravens defense for two dollars, and I picked up the Steelers defense for one dollar. The old uh, Matt trick there, bidding one dollar on the defense that you want, making sure you get him. So um, there were two trades that happened um, in week after week three. First trade was between me and Frank. Frank traded Ezekiel Elliott and Mike Williams to me for Devonta Freeman and Keenan Allen. I mean, you can give your opinion on that because I, I can't because I'm in the trade. Um, I think it's pretty fair both ways. I mean, Keenan Allen has, I think he's number wide receiver number one right now. Zeke is, you know, Zeke's going to produce. It really comes down to how Rob wins this trade is how well does Devonta Freeman perform. He has the capability to be a low-end uh, running back one, high-end running back two, but sometimes he is very inconsistent. Or Atlanta just refuses to give him touches. Yeah, and it actually helps Frank in the aspect that he has Edo Smith, so now he locked up Atlanta's backfield. I don't know how great that is, but he does have both backs there. And then the trade between you and Brian... Brian trades Adam Thielen, but doesn't change his name, his team name. His team name still, I got Thielen. No, you don't. Um, and Sony Michelle for Allen Robinson and Devin Singletary. Um, I think Brian was definitely drunk during this trade, like he stated. Um, Adam Thielen has keeper value still for next year. He's going to be a seventh-round pick next year. Um, Vikings aren't throwing the ball as much this year as in years past. With Dalvin Cook, but all it takes him to get hurt again. And they're back throwing the ball 40, 50 times a week. Um, Devin Singletary is, he's solid. You know, he's, I think he's going to be a good player. Um, he's, you know, obviously Brian. still young, so. And Brian also locks up that Buffalo backfield. Yeah, and Brian, yeah, so Brian locked up the backfield. And uh, Matt got Sony Michelle, who, you know, could score three touchdowns in a week. So, Allen Robinson and Adam Thielen, as of right now, based off of their projections for the rest of the year, are pretty close. It's just, you know, it depends on if Minnesota changes to a pass-heavy offense or not. But I don't dislike the trade for either of you. And that's it. So we will uh, recap the standings, and then that will be the show. So the standings right now, Shawnee undefeated in the East. Uh, three and zero. Adam behind them at two and one. John and Frank both at one and two, and Bmail zero and three, at the bottom of the pack. And there in the West, we have the the dual tight end sensation at three and zero. Maybe that's why Chris picked up Disley. So you're three and zero. Maybe he's like in inner division. He's gonna you know beat you at your own game. And then I got a feeling. Woo hoo. Um, you don't have feeling anymore. So change that. He's two and one as well as me. Um, Kristen's one and two, and then Chris zero oh and three. Chris does have the highest points against at five thirty-five, and Brian has the most points at five thirty-nine. Um, so that's it for the show. Um, we will try to do this a little sooner rather than later um, going forward this season. And uh, yeah, so stay salty, bitches.